This episode of the Stickers and Scuffs podcast has been brought to you by Remax Jack. Jack provides a friendly, customer-driven service in search for homes and provides excellent details on the market, values, and trends in buying and selling. Jack has been able to work with Cam on his search and always makes himself available when he has a question. Remax Jack will help you if you're looking to buy or sell a home within the GTA. He's who Cam K trusts to find his next home and he should be yours too. Remember, call Remax Jack and start to pack. For more information, go to remaxjack.ca. Hi, this is Mario Andretti and you're tuned into Cam, Graydon and the team as Stickers and Scuffs podcast. They're true Canadian racing fans. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stickers and Scuffs podcast. It is officially May, which means it is Sunset Speedway Month, and we're going to start it off with our good friend Billy Zardo, our SN, one of our SNS drivers for 2023. Actually, uh, ran our deco last year uh, at the Autumn Colors Classic, which was wicked. Um, yeah. Billy. Season's getting started, man. It is, uh, well, I guess it's getting started this week for Sunset Speedway. So how excited are you? Oh, we're uh, we're very excited. Um, this whole Zardo racing team, um, as you guys know, a lot has happened. And uh, we definitely need racing to kick back up and get going again. Um, a lot of preparation goes into the shop. Um, it kind of put it, with everything that happened, it kind of put us behind quite a bit. Uh, so we're just doing the final touches and, uh, we can't wait to get back on the track. That's for sure. Well, let's, uh, we want to keep this, um, very, tribute as a tribute to your grandfather. I mean, you, you carry his name. I mean, it's literally, um, literally carry it. It is literally uh, yes. your name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, anybody that, nobody even knows has to know you personally to know the Zardo name is, is synonymous with racing in Ontario. And as we talked about before we started recording, I mean, you're in the shop, you're hard work. And I mean, you guys are nose down hard workers. Uh, just talk a little bit about your, your heredity, your, your namesake, your family, because man, you guys 
are part of a long line on both sides of the family too uh, of of racers billy the royal family of ontario yeah. racing really truly yeah truly. well um honestly um when i was growing up before i even started racing i, I was living at the track and to me he was grandpa bill he wasn't yeah. anything crazy he was just Grandpa bill going out and driving race cars yeah. and as cool as that was it didn't really hit me until I started fully understanding and talking to people in the racing community, um, what he has done for racing, what he has done in racing. Um, and honestly, I'm still finding trophies right now as we're going through them. That just amazes me. Uh, I think it was, uh, 1983. He won uh, stock car driver of the year, Canadian. Like how cool is that to have? So that's something we we keep, uh, we're honored by, um, and we're honored to know a quarter of what he knew in racing, right? It's mm -hmm. it's crazy because it's not so. Just so I'm clear, it, it, uh, the how many members of your family? I, we've asked this to Pete <laughs> before, and we've asked it yeah. to Lane because it always seems like there's actually there's a family member that's forgotten. So, how many members of your entire family have been involved as a competitor in motorsports? So you're talking about through marriage and everything as well. Every every single connection. The racing family tree. Put me on the spot here. Okay. Um, <laughs> Might so need visual it's, aids it's here. a good amount. That's the thing that's yeah. crazy about it. Yeah. So it, it all kind of branches off of my grandfather. Um, right. mm -hmm. And he started uh, with Hallahan way back at Pinecrest Speedway there. Um, and then my, my aunt. And Sharon Shepard got into racing alongside uh, with my dad, Billy Zardo Jr. And they were racing uh, street stalkers and, and eventually moved up the late model and whatnot. Um, Sharon married Pete. Pete raced. Um, Pete races. Pete Shepard Jr. Or the third, I should call him. <laughs> Uh, where are we here? Uh, my, my younger cousin, Scotty, which is my, my grandfather's daughter, other daughter, son, he raced go-karts for quite a while. And he was actually the best go-kart racer out of all of us. Wow. Yeah. He took home uh, a handful of Shannonville bears and, and Canadian nationals and everything. So Damn. yeah, he was, he was really good. Um, then we jump over to some cousins uh you know the collisons yeah yeah so debbie collison is my dad's cousin and she wow. married she married jake collison who is brad collison's brother <laughs> so they all race jake collison and the collisons they all run uh waterloo regional cart club out at uh flamborough now um brad's i didn't even know about the collisons wow yeah yeah <laughs> no son, justin races um, even, uh, Pete Shepard, the third's, uh, sister, Angie, she raced, uh, go-karts for quite a while when she was younger. It's like a right uh, of I know passage. I miss more. <laughs> All, uh, my brother, of course. Um, yeah. 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 It, just, it keeps going, honestly. So what, is, what is it that racing just attracted you guys? Like, cause and I guess so the, in the blood generations deep. If you go to a family event and you're not associated, I shouldn't say race, but you're not associated with racing, you feel a little left out. 
I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. tell you. Once in a while, it gets switched to a hockey game. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. You feel left out. It's, it's there's crazy. the wallflowers going like, what the hell do we talk about? <laughs> but I think I think that's this is this is what's fascinating about this, and this is why we love doing this type of stuff is because I I think we would look at it and go, oh, like the Petties are a racing family, or like the Earnhardts. You don't think of a Canadian racing family like this, where you have literally extensions all over the place where there's connections to motorsports. So being Bill's grandsons. You and your brother obviously racing right now. Was this ever a question? Were you always going to be involved in motorsports? Always. I got a picture hanging up on my wall of uh, me changing, well, trying to change a tire when I was probably four years old. Um, the first time I drove a go kart, uh, my dad put a full body on it, painted it up like my grandfather, super late, took me to the gas station, and I, be- I believe I was four or five years old. and uh, we just went out and did some laps, and then um, I got my feet wet racing an actual go kart over at uh, Mossport Speedway. Back then, you only had to be six years old, and uh, from there, I fell in love, uh, honestly. And and it's been my life ever since. Right? I love oh this. God. I absolutely yeah. love this. This is first off because you brought up my old my old track Mossport Speedway. I know a lot of people. A lot of people, uh, Joel Robinson will always say that he's glad that that track's not around anymore, but <laughs> I, uh, it was the first place I ever saw a race live. And yep. I'd love to hear some memories about racing at Mossport Speedway. Yeah. Um, well, so there's the oval, the, the road course, and the, um, like, I guess it extends to a bike track and everything, right? Like, it's a big place. So we raced on part of the road course for the go-karts back then. Mm-hmm. And um, my furthest memory back I can remember is it was raining and uh, we used rain tires. Um, I was passing for the lead and uh, I clipped the mud and we started flipping. Me and oh, shit. I was passing and uh, that was pretty well it, but that didn't scare me. I mean, Many people back then asked my mother, aren't, aren't you afraid your son's going to get hurt? Well, no, because this is what he loves to do. And he, mm-hmm. he's going to find it another way. He might as well be strapped into a car, so to speak, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, this it's it, it, we've, we've said it before. I mean, Green's getting a taste of it right now, being able to get in and, and drive. But you guys are different animals, right? Like you don't you don't really think about the, the fear and, and think about the danger aspect of it. Um, where did your career go from go-karts then? Like how, where did you, where was your next step, uh, in motorsports? So we left, uh, Mossport and jumped over to Waterloo, Waterloo Regional Go-Kart Club. Uh, from then they were at Bingaman Speedway. Mm-hmm. Um, after winning a championship in that and then jumping up, we, I was 12 years old when, uh, grandpa said, okay, let's go Thunder Car Racing. So we skipped the mini stocks altogether. Um, wow. my grandfather, he, he was, wasn't a fan of front wheel drive cars. And back then, especially, I mean, yeah, the Mustangs were sort of coming in, but they weren't fully in yet. Uh, so we, we skipped the mini stocks altogether and I probably got lapped about three or four times my first race. But, uh, before that we went out and practiced, and I probably did about a thousand laps over at Flamborough Speedway 
And then John Caselli said, uh, yeah, he can at least control the car. So uh, let's see him how, how he races. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I guess, so, Green, you, you, you waited a little long. Eh? You could have done it at 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah once, well, uh, yeah, once we spent a couple of years with Thunder Cars, um, they weren't super stocks back then, of course. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a 1979 Camaro. Beautiful looking car, I thought. Um, then, uh, we kind of jumped up into the limited late models over at sunset. And the reason why we did that was back then the pro late models, it just wasn't affordable to us. The limited late models at the time had the eight inch slicks, uh, still stock shocks, um, a whole bunch of uh, stuff that the pro late models didn't have. So that was the way we went. Um, we found some success there, not. Not great success, of course, because, uh, you know, you once you get into any form of late model racing, you're now fighting against the best. It doesn't matter. And back then, we had uh, Kevin Cornelius, um, Mike Bentley, you know, mm -hmm. all of these guys. So um, I, I found my footing in the late models for sure. And right away, I immediately fell in love with the late model, the way they drive, Um how, how smooth you have to be, how consistent you have to be, and you have to pick the right time to make your moves. Cam kind of just alluded to it in the set. Like, it's not typical for, like, when you think Canada, you think hockey families, but, I mean, your name is, is like Petty, like Earnhardt. I mean, and those guys didn't get that way. I, I mean, especially for their eras, too without hard work. And I mean, as you're speaking to right now, that's you guys have intimate knowledge of, of cars and, and race cars. So, I mean, if it's broke, you guys fix it. You don't necessarily go and buy new parts. Right. And I mean, that work ethic, it, that's how you can stretch a nickel to a dime too. And it, as a racer, that's beneficial in terms of every available cent, goes into a racing program and if you you have a little bit more know-how upstairs and at your disposal in terms of like your family and and myself i'm a tradesman too like we have our group of friends we call the trade brigade because like you just you always lean on somebody that you know that knows how to do something or whatever and it just it also kind of is a place where it's like racing it's like everybody gets together and hangs out but you're getting work done yeah, right. exactly. I mean, a long time ago, uh, we weren't pretty well for my grandfather. If you don't know how to do it, you figure it out. Yeah. 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 You, you can't sit there and look at it, right? It's, yeah, you can go out and buy new parts, but you're not always going to have that funding. So mm -hmm. it's better you learn now until from when you have to know it. And what happens if you go out and buy a part and they don't have it? And, now you need to fix it, but now you don't know how to fix it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we've always tried to soak in as much knowledge as we can. Um, I'm always still learning. My brother's always still learning. Um, and we're just, we, we keep on asking the proper guys and uh, our knowledge can only get better, right? Exactly. Like, and in that process, when you're taking something apart, it's all nuts and bolts to an extent 
that you're finding out how it works and how it failed. And when you're putting it back together, maybe there's something you can do different or how you can improve uh, like a better, a better part or whatever. It's just, it's a, it's a working knowledge that just not necessarily every racer has to do, but I mean, I think it makes a lot of racers better when they are working on their own stuff. I mean, they appreciate what, all all the work that goes into it on race day when you just jump in the seat and go and put it through its paces absolutely i would i would be cur- i'm curious though what what your grandfather and, and what kind of your guys take is on kind of the, the way that motorsports has somewhat changed in that there is a lot of people that don't work on their own stuff um people that just buy brand new or expect like kids that come into racing and you could call them the, you know, they say the daddy's money type of deal, right? We see it all the time in the cup series, Xfinity, all the drivers that could get into a seat, but have no idea how to actually work on the car. What was kind of, and what's been the kind of your guys's take on that? Well, from that, I, I kind of have to separate me and my brother from my grandfather because we've heard a lot of back in my day. Right? <laughs> yeah. Back in my Fair day, enough. we had huge horsepower and the cars didn't handle. So you stomped <laughs> on the gas and you, and you muscled it around the corner, right? Yeah. Um, back in my day, we used to do this or, or vice versa, right? So um, as much knowledge as my grandfather had on certain things, there's some things he didn't know. Mm-hmm. And we were trying to teach him as well. So some of the time he listened, most of the time he didn't. It, it, it was a lot of hate. We, we, uh, nobody was better friends than the three of us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. As far as, as far as the, the money goes, um, it's good to have people into racing. It doesn't matter how they get in. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll say that right now. Um, saying that sometimes it sucks for a driver who, who spends 24 seven in a shop has horrible luck, but always shows up, might not be the prettiest looking, um, to see other guys competing, um, who puts a lot more money and less time I want to say. Um, but again, I want to stress how much, how important it is that we get anybody we can into racing, right? I mean, yeah. racing goes through its waves. Some mm-hmm. years it's great and some years it's horrible. Um, pricing has a lot to do with that. Uh, timing for certain people mm-hmm. has a lot to do with that. And uh, I just want to go racing. That's all. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to do that this year. I mean, I think the original plans were, were was, was going to be the APC series. Those plans have changed in that you are going to be doing um, a, a, a home track uh, at sunset speedway I believe that was the confirmation for battling for the prolate championship at a nascar home track um first off are you gonna do any apc races at all or is there just a, a primary focus on winning the championship this year so the primary focus is to win the championship um we want to stay as a top contender and we don't want to get sidetracked but there's always that look at APCs coming to sunset or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I sure love Delaware. Let's, let's take a run at it. So if we can, we will, mm-hmm. but of course our primary focus is the prolate model. 
Um, as well, we have the uh, my grandfather's hot rod. Um, we want to play around with that. But again, me and my brother both agreed that we're going to take the Pro 8 model very serious. And if we can, when we can, how we can, we're going to race the hot rod. Um, I can't really say in memory of Grandpa because everything from this point on is in memory of Grandpa, right? Yeah, very true. Very true. And I, I'm curious about that decision. First off, to where where did your grandfather get that car and where did they decide when did he decide to get it because listen i love the hot rod series but when once he picked up that car it took it to a whole nother level <laughs> yeah yeah so um the year before last we were at peterborough speedway and it was the day that it was it rained out okay. it rained all day it was lots of rain and uh, we needed to get one of our gauges fixed. And my grandfather's uh, old friend, uh, Brian Cathcart, mm -hmm. you know real well. I love Brian. Yeah, he's a great guy. They used to run supers together way back in the day. So he goes, up. Oh, I'm going over to Cathcart's. I'm taking this this gauge with me to get it fixed. I said, all right. So then a couple hours pass by. He comes back with my dad. And uh, I guess Cathcart was talking about building a hot rod and was wondering if he wanted to drive it a couple times. Well, that moved into, hey, Bill, here's the hot rod. Go race for a championship. Wow. And, oh, man. No way. Crap. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Grandpa never never bought it thanks to Cathcart. Uh, he, he got it built for us. Oh over God. at Whitey, and um, he—I'll tell you what—he—he uh, he had a great year. He yeah. got to relive his childhood, the smile on his face, and, and he told me he said, uh, "As much fun as much fun as I have helping you boys, I had a great time this year." And then he kept saying, "Well, maybe next year I'd like to see you and Lane in it, see how you guys do." So <laughs> we, we definitely have to get in it for him this year absolutely uh, and, and they're doing they're doing sunset speedway is doing you guys and your family a solid and yeah. they're putting on a race 46 uh lapper a memorial uh in tribute race uh celebration and that's what it is yeah. and um it's stuff like this where it brings everybody together and uh, i mean you can't always say that you know, you get to go out on the podium and to go out on the podium like he did was such a badass. And I, there's a great, a great quote that you guys always put on Facebook. I can't really repeat it here because of the language, but some of the, the stuff that your grandfather would say makes me roll over laughing because as you said, like you guys would want to do things your way and then he'd want to do things his way. Uh, but you grew up with that, right? Yep. And so now it's continuing that and continuing that legacy, running the 46. Um, Sunset Speedway, obviously, this is a tribute uh, month for them as well because they've really taken a big step, right, Billy? Like this, th there was some stuff, I think, and that's happened in the past. So maybe Sunset had some trouble with people and, and people were not saying nice things. And, but this year, I, I don't, I don't 
I think Grady and I, we've talked about this. We don't have a fault. Like they have, they have completely turned this whole thing around. And I am, I am so pumped to see the weekly divisions, especially the ones that you guys are in, because it's not a, like you're not going up against small time names here in your pro late division. Like some of the names that you're going to be going up against are APC regulars. So how do you feel about this season going to sunset and, and all that they're doing? Well, you know, that was uh, that was one of the reasons why we switched back over to Sunset because not only was it our home track for, for many years and uh, them doing what they're doing for the memorial um, with the hot rods and, and what a wicked payout it is. And th- can I just, the amount of sponsors that have come on board, thank you. Yeah. Um, so... I'm I'm just excited to see where Sunset's going to go with all of these changes that they've been announcing. Um, it looks like it's going to be a great year. Uh, the pro late model division looks stacked as, as it normally does, but uh, it looks very stacked. I, I'm excited to get to run with Hanley. Uh, yeah. Hanley <laughs> I'm pretty excited and maybe yeah. learn a couple tips off of him. And uh, you know, there's there's a lot of drivers I'm going to be looking to because. I'm not a rookie. I'm nowhere near a rookie anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm far, far from a veteran. I mean, there's guys <laughs> that could uh, spin circles around me when if they really needed to. So I'm, I'm looking to absorb as much as I possibly can this year um, on the racetrack, off the racetrack, in the shop, um, and everything in between, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, man. I love the way – I love that talk, man, because that's – I that's how I roll, too, man. It's it, – you don't know, you figure it out, and there's no better way than trial by fire. Just let her eat and see what happens. There's no better way than real world experience. Um, I I do want like going back, just circle back quickly to the memorial race, and we've already touched on the trophies a little bit. Repurposing some of your grandfather's trophies for Amazing. for this race. I mean, I think that's that's arguably better than when they were originally gifted to your, your yeah. grandfather's race. I mean, because they mean so much more to so many more people now that they get another uh, moment in the sun here and such a prestigious race. I think that's really cool that you guys are, are digging those out and, uh, and refurbishing those. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Brian Tottish reached out to us and, 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 kind of brought the idea forward and uh we were ecstatic and uh they're they're definitely special yeah um like i've said he's got a lot of gems in this house <laughs> for somebody to win um a trophy that he won and um they're recognized as the winner now of those trophies yep uh, i think that's gonna hold a special place in their heart, so to speak. And, and, uh, they, they won't just say, yeah, I was given a Bill Zardle trophy. They'll say I, I earned a Bill Zardle senior trophy, which, yeah. uh, I mean, again, to me, he's only grandpa, but he, he's a yeah. hero to so many. And, and the stories I've heard and, um, I, I made a Facebook post a while back. Just please always tell me stories if you can, because, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I love hearing them. Right. And that's totally, and that's, that's the more rewarding aspect of it. You know, like there's, 
there's always going to be that that um you know that hole but but like you said the, the amount of people is probably more overwhelming knowing how many how many people are out and that's the thing too is it's i'm not if i'm not mistaken it was either him or your your father that was part of the ACT tour as well was both it your grand both of them yeah. so he isn't he isn't a canadian only racer and part of being part of the ACT tour was running in america as well so the fact is is that name is it carried a lot of weight and you know he's also um a canadian motorsport hall of famer and you guys have that reputation um and it carries a lot of stock now is the hot rod going to be in that that memorial race or is it just going to be at the track that's or for us plans to be decided to, that's for us to um decide we we've had a handful of talks about it and we keep on switching back and uh, it's not it's not one wants one thing or one wants the other thing it's mm -hmm. both of us or, or i should say all of us as a family keeps on switching back i mean as awesome as it would be to race um i think i want to take the moment in more yeah yeah so, yeah and and i believe my brother feels the same way and um it will for sure be at the track I'll say that uh, as far as racing goes, that's yeah, I should say. <laughs> I I just I I think that uh, there is a, there is a big fan base that wants to just see it there. Yeah, just lay yeah. eyes on that beauty. Just lay eyes on it because yeah, or or even if it did the pace up, just so I can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> uh we when we were at delaware i mean that thing purrs really well like yeah really well and it's not i'm not crapping on anybody else in the hot rod division but you could tell when that 46 came around you're like oh man just oh, just such a good and i'm like what a badass race car for a badass yeah. driver. let that bird fly <laughs> and then you're gonna go out there and you're gonna do it again in, in the in the prolates I'm going to touch on one thing that uh, was always interesting for me because I knew of him from his TV show and you guys represented him. You had him on your uniforms and on your race cars. How did you guys get a deal with Mike Holmes? So, well, he's no longer sponsoring us, but yep. um, uh, we um, we had, let me, let me, my grandfather had a best friend uh -huh. and um, he was actually a subcontractor with Mike Holmes. Now get ready for this story because it's completely true. Okay. We were at the scrapyard. My grandfather owned a scrapyard yeah. and um, him and his friend were sitting in the trailer and he said, okay, let's arm wrestle. <laughs> if I lose, I'll give you a thousand dollars. This is what my grandfather said to him. And he says, but if I win, you got to introduce us to Mike Holmes. So as soon as they started, okay, as soon as they started, my grandfather screams out, no rules, and punches him in the face. <laughs> Guess who is uh, representing Mike Holmes around short track? <laughs> and... Not one part of that is a lie. I, I swear to you. 
Oh, that's man, one of that's the best awesome. stories I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. That's the oh, best. I don't know how we could end it else other than that. That's a <laughs> yeah. I was great just going to say um, we we spent a great deal. Uh, I mean, your as we said, your family name, your grandfather. I mean, it's uh, is a big deal. Your your family and what you guys mean to racing is a big deal. You're your own man, and you got some uh, pretty sweet merch coming out and available right now. Uh, talk about your merch and uh, and your partners that uh, help you get to the track, bud. Yes, absolutely. So uh, the merch was uh, good designer too, right? Yeah, yeah. Something new we tried this year. Um, normally, our, our mother Debbie Joe Zardo, she she does an amazing job. Um, so first and foremost, I went and talked to her and said, what do you think? She said, that's an amazing idea. Go for it. Yeah. So, uh, we got, we got together with Dan from Epic and, um, he does some amazing work. Um, so they turned out beautiful, I think. And, uh, I'll, I'll have everybody's, uh, over at Sunset Speedway. I'll, I'll be bringing them. So don't worry about that. <laughs> um, as well New as customers uh, right here. Yes. Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. So uh, for my sponsors, first and foremost, uh, I got to say thank you to MC Mechanical because he's making uh, most of this possible. Um, as well as KRM Medwald, uh, the Lone Arranger, Two Speed Motorsports, National Exhaust, Royal Machine and Tools, JDS, Harlem Plating, Pro Touch Electrical. I got a lot of huge supporters that. Um, they mean a lot to me for coming on board. Um, smart screen gutter protection, Shelby roofing, Gord's basement waterproofing, Euroworks, Airport Steel's auto. Finally, DJ's and T's design, and of course the stickers and scuff guys. You guys are awesome. Thank you guys so much for having <laughs> me. Um, I fully appreciate it. Well, oh, it's, <laughs> that's the other <laughs> way around. Us, man. It's more the <laughs> other way around. Yeah, we, we yeah. want to thank you. No, because you know what, you guys. Um, my brother has said it, and, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal it. I'll give him credit, but uh, you guys are the ones that make us look like rock stars. We just get to go out and drive circles, right? And um, without podcasts like you, uh, G Force TV, and 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 all those guys, uh, like I said, we'd just be going around in circles. So I, I thank you guys very much for shouting at our sponsors and uh, doing what you guys can to uh, boost up our sport, the the sport that we all love. Absolutely, oh, it's yeah. It's an you're honor, right about really. that. It is. An, we do love our sport, and and I, I do want to throw out a shout out for for your mom as well because she has taken some great photos for Ontario Sportsman Series, and she takes great photos of racers in general, and and always a go to. So I think she has more fans than I do because <laughs> that, that woman knows. Well, why don't we get Debbie Joe in? Why don't we get Debbie Joe behind the wheel? Huh? How would that go? I got to teach your standard first. Oh, no. <laughs> a little bit of clutch burn to work out first. You know what? Maybe one day I'll buy a, uh, a, a enduro car. There you and, go. Um, there we go. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. We just make it hell with the amount of family members. You just do a, an all Zardo Shepard Collison enduro. Yeah, forty six Z. That'd be freaking sick. There you go. <laughs> No, just we'll do an enduro, but they're all 46s, and you don't know who's in the car. <laughs> now you're playing games, right? Zara right? Magic. There you go. <laughs> Magic. 
We want to thank uh, our good friend Billy Zardo for coming on and, and chatting with us this week. And we can't wait to see you at the racetrack uh, May 13th for the opener. And four of the memorial will be there and definitely be supporting you all season long as you uh, campaign for the championship in a, a very stacked uh, Sunset Speedway. But we want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in and watching and following. And we, we'd appreciate if you can share this with all of your friends and, and family. And so you can know a little bit more about the Zardos and, and about the stickers and scuffs podcast. So we'll catch you all next week here on the show.